0: Welcome to It's schools here and alongside Liora Sampir, the brains of the operation, big time doing all the heavy lifting tonight. You want to reach out through email, always an option, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And when the show is done and you're on your own time, you can reach out to Lior's team at one 821 5900 And always use that pocket employmentlawyer.ca, workplace harassment. That's where we are going. First, uh, case of the day, what do you got going on, pal?
1: That's what we're going to be talking about. John, we're, we're not, not going to be engaging in <laughs> this harassment. Right. Okay. That's we don't show. do that. That's right. That's right. No, no. We don't we don't do that here on the show. We treat everyone with respect and uh, what we try to do of course is to solve workplace problems, to try to give you information to arm you with the knowledge that you need to have, if you have a job. And listen, if we we all have jobs, most of us. If we don't have a job, is probably looking for work. So it's important that we understand what employment law is all about, what our rights are, and you know, I often laugh when people say, oh yeah, we don't have good employment laws uh, in this mm-hmm. province. Nonsense, that's completely ridiculous. We have fantastic employment laws in this province. Those that think that we don't, probably are just not aware of what the laws really are. They have some misinformation. Well, on this show, you don't have to wonder, you don't have to guess, you don't have to hope that you figure it out yourself. You can get answers right now. If you're dealing with a workplace issue, don't deal with it alone. I'll help you. I'll tell you what you need to know. I'll give you some guidance and some help. If it has anything to do with your job, your compensation, your boss, uh, the place that you spend at least eight hours a day in, if you want to, only if you want to, you can also reach me in the office, phone or email, so we can have a more private discussion as well. But uh, let's start with the case of the day situation that came across my desk earlier. So we talked often, of course, on the show, John, about uh, constructive dismissal in the context mm-hmm. of an employer reducing your pay, or yeah. maybe your employer changing you from commission to salary, or from salary to commission. All those things are situations where you, your employer really is not allowed to do those things, and it could be a constructive dismissal. But today, I came across something that was a bit different, but still, of course, a constructive dismissal. I spoke with a gentleman. He was uh, His compensation was part salary, part commission. He earned a good income, he'd been doing the same thing for a number of years, had uh, been happy, had no, no qualms, was hoping to continue doing it exactly the same way for many more years to come. Well, very recently, his employer said, we're going to re- reshuffle the accounts. We're going to uh, reorder them, and I'm going to take accounts from different people and redistribute them. Well, for him, that meant that he lost three of his biggest accounts, and they were replaced with much, much smaller accounts. And he tells me that unless he's somehow magically able to find new accounts, he probably will be looking at the thirty to $40,000 a year
0: pay Yikes. cut.
1: Again, his employer didn't change his compensation structure. They didn't actually directly tell him you're going to make less money. They just took away some of his accounts. Again, can't that the effect of that is the employer is changing the terms of employment the employer is taking away something that the employee would otherwise have and because he's losing money that's a constructive dismissal his employer doesn't have the right to do that so what he's going to do is he's going to talk to his employer and he's going to try to uh, convince him that this is the wrong thing to do but if his employer doesn't back off I'm going to connect with him again and we're going to pursue a constructive dismissal but I wanted to remind all our listeners out there that if your employer, employer does really anything to you that then impacts your compensation, we're almost always going to be in constructive dismissal territory. Even if it's an indirect effect to what your employer is doing, it's not usually something the company can do. Your, your salary, your pay should not be negatively impacted by by actions of your employer. And if you find yourself in that situation, you may have recourse. And, of course, as I said right at the beginning, your employer can't just change your pay structure. Uh, when it comes to pay, it, it really is kind of hands-off for the employer. Can't change it, shouldn't do anything to it other than, of course, increase it. So if anything happens to your pay, you know what to do. You reach out to me.
0: What are you expecting from that employer when you reach out? It's going to be, uh, hey, it's, you know, we run the business. We can shuffle things as we like. It's our, it's our our It's our business, right?
1: Uh, Unfortunately, John, yeah, that is what I expect. I expect him to say, it's our prerogative, we could do that. And you know what, John? It would be their prerogative if they had a history of doing that. If every year they they sit down and they reshuffle the accounts, then I would say, okay, you've established that you can do that. But they've never done that before. This guy had been there, uh, I think, six or maybe even as much as eight years now never had that happen to them so no they can't now decide all of a sudden we want to do something like that that's changing the terms of employment that's a constructive dismissal company can't do that
0: we will get into our discussion about workplace harassment in just a moment here after a quick break we'll get to our first phone call as well plan of law show continues hang on And we are back with it. We are going to be talking about workplace harassment. Talk about that. It happens in the workplace still, if you can believe it. It's a, it's a pretty robust topic. We've dedicated complete shows on it before, and we get requests for them on the to- all the time, Lior. And that in the phone calls we're going to get to here in a moment. But I mean, right off the top, the definition, right? What is considered to be harassment? Because I know it can be a bit of a gray area for some people.
1: So let's start with the idea that. We all have the right to work in a harassment-free work environment. It's it's an essential right that we all have. It doesn't have to be written down. The law gives us that right. We shouldn't be bullied, shouldn't be mistreated, uh, and and work in a healthy environment. So uh, that's the law and that's the rule. Unfortunately, uh, people sometimes find themselves in a situation where that work environment is not what it needs to be, where there are victims of harassment. and. Harassment has a very, very broad definition. Any conduct that would be objectively considered as being unwelcome can fall under the rubric of harassment. So whether that's improper comments, improper uh, touching, uh, being ignored and, and marginalized in the workplace, uh, being yelled at or threatened, all these things objectively would be considered unwelcome. No one would want that type of conduct. Uh, to to for for that to be a part of their of their work environment. So if you're in a situation like that, where there's someone that, in, whether it's your boss or a colleague, that treats you improperly, that that engages in this unwelcome conduct, you are now dealing with workplace harassment. So it's easy to identify. It's usually people know when they're they're seeing or they're feeling harassment. Where. It gets more interesting is how do we do what do we do about it and that's certainly something we want to discuss right now
0: well you've often mentioned that you know when, when this is a situation you're in you don't want to remain silent about it so should someone be reaching out to their boss if they're feeling they're being harassed even if they may be incorrect but they want to at least find out right
1: so the one thing i can assure you is the harassment is not going to go away on its own it's not going to improve on its own it's not going to magically stop if you ignore it it's very 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 unlikely to happen So the way to deal with that is to put the obligation on your employer to deal with it. Your employer is obligated by law to properly deal with harassment. But they can't deal with it unless they know about it. Now, if they know about it and they don't do anything about it, well, that's a different issue. We'll talk about that in a little while. But other than that, if you're being harassed, mistreated, bullied, you should always tell your employer, whether that's your supervisor or the HR person or the owner, whoever the right person is in your workplace, and tell them what's happening. And follow up in writing so that there's a record. Once you tell them, your employer is under an obligation to investigate in good faith. You maybe have to maintain your confidentiality, of course. And to ultimately rectify that situation. But you have to and you should tell your employer if at all possible. Don't be afraid to do that. Uh, Take that step and impose that obligation
0: on the employer. Brian, thank you for taking the time. How are you? I'm not too bad.
2: I have, I guess, a two-part, kind of a two-part question. I've been on LTD for quite some time now, quite a long time. And I'm wondering if I get if the company like if I get a severance package while on LTD, say the company lets me go, um, I know that it says in my policy that the insurance company wants to know if I receive any income like a severance package while they're paying me. Mm-hmm. I want to know at what point can the insurance company not come after my severance to draw it back? Is it if like if I go back to work, let's say? and I get a severance practice because I've been gone for too long and it's just not a good fit and I you know I get a severance, can they go after it still at that point or after a year or what have you?
1: So your insurance company can't go after it at all. What they can do is this. So let's say you're, you're on LTD right now and your employer pays you severance. Well, your, your uh, insurance company can offset what they're going to Let's say it's a six-month severance, just as an example. Uh, they can offset what they would pay you over the next six months with that severance monies. But that's the only thing they can do. Essentially, they can deduct what the company is paying you from what they would have to pay you. But if you go off disability today and you go back to work and tomorrow your employer lets you go, then the insurance company doesn't have any say in that. They don't have any stake and they can't touch that money. Does that make sense?
2: That's very good. Very good answer. Exactly what I was looking to know on both sides. Thank you very much.
0: You're Brian, welcome. appreciate uh, your time as uh, as well tonight. Any further questions? As you know, you can always reach out to Lior. Welcome. Phone call 1 821 5900. Moving on down the line. Got uh, Darren standing by. Hi, Darren. Thanks for joining the show. How are you? Uh, hi there. Hi. Right. Go ahead.
3: Uh, yeah, my question is basically. Um, my manager, I think she, she gave, she let me know that I'm being terminated last week and after being there for 10 years and, uh, I've always gotten, uh, multiple, uh, retention bonuses and also performance bonus. I've always been, um, rated as a good performer and, uh, in my current role, she asked me to do a few things and, and I said, Hey, that's not the way to do it. And, uh, I had to, uh, disagree uh, what uh, what she asked me to do basically uh, and then I, she I proved it to her what, what the approach was wrong and then and then now I think she uh, and she actually approached me for this job um, uh, not long ago six months ago, and then now she 's letting me let me know that because of organizational changes uh, my my job no longer exists, and then she 's letting me go. My question is, is there a legal recourse uh, for me for this kind of retaliation reprisal?
1: So a reprisal is really a situation where you try to enforce your rights and you get punished for it. For example, if you were saying you owe me overtime and you got fired or you know you need to pay me vacation and you get fired, that would be a reprisal. This doesn't sound like a reprisal. It sounds like a termination without cause. Your employer is allowed to let you go in this situation as long as they pay you proper severance. So you say you've been there for 10 years, Darren. Uh, what kind of a job are you doing, and how old are you?
3: Um, 53.
1: And what what, what kind of a job, just generally?
3: Uh, it's uh, finance mid management.
1: Okay, so you're likely looking at about a year severance. So that's what they have to pay you. As long as they pay you that 12 months severance, and it could be even slightly higher than that then from a legal standpoint, this would not be uh, an illegal termination. This would be an okay termination. Do you have any idea as to how much severance are going to be paying you?
3: Uh, Somewhere along those lines what you just mentioned, probably even a little bit higher. uh,
1: Okay. So if they pay you 12 months or higher, as long as it's total compensation, salary, benefits, bonuses, you said you have bonuses. So... You, you have to account for those. If on average you get, I don't know, $20,000 bonus a year, just as an example, then that would have to be accounted for for the, the severance package. So they're allowed to do that as long as that severance is fine. Uh, best advice I'm going to be able to give you once you actually have that severance package in hand, give me a call so we can go over it to make sure that it is legal. But it doesn't sound like the termination itself is illegal here.
3: Okay. okay, so um, I'm actually speaking to one of your lawyers uh, on Thursday. And can you go on air? Can you not use my name and uh, I'll,
0: uh, on air, please? Uh, sure, that's that's fine. Whatever we're giving on the phone is all we're, uh, we're going to use uh, going forward, pal. Appreciate the call. And uh, you're in good hands indeed. Uh, we're talking about workplace harassment here. So you mentioned uh, you know you got to go to somebody internally and say you know this is happening. A lot of people are afraid they'll be fired for making that complaint. What's the truth about that?
1: Yeah, and and I hear that often when I tell people, if you're uh, dealing with uh, workplace harassment, you got to tell your boss, you got to tell your employer. Often people say, well, I'm afraid I'm going to get punished for it. Well, from a legal standpoint, you absolutely cannot ever be punished for complaining about workplace harassment. We have laws that protect you. You have this this invisible dome of protection around you that prevents an employer from, from penalizing you. And if an employer, despite that, tries to penalize you, fire you, demote you, et cetera, there's going to be very significant consequences for that employer. So don't be afraid of that. You're empowered. The law gives you that power, the right uh, to tell your employer to demand action uh, and, and imposes that obligation on your employer. So don't be afraid of doing that. And if your employer does anything to you, anything bad, anything negative, because you complain about harassment, you call me right away, and I'll deal with it.
0: What happens if you can't talk to the boss? We've, we've talked about this before. It's uh, what we used to call a mom and pop shop, and maybe the boss is the one doing the harassing, and that's that's top tier. What's your uh, What's your choice?
1: Yeah, so let's say it's you, and you know the owner of the company are the only really two people. The owner of the company is the one <laughs> harassing you. There's no yeah. HR. There's no one else do really you complain to. Well. You can't, at that point, complain to anyone. So at that point, you need to call me. I need to deal with it. The key, though, in that situation, the absolute key, is to have a way to prove the harassment. Because remember, the owner of the company is not going to admit in shame that they were harassing you, right? They're going to say, oh, oh my God, never happened. I've always treated you amazing. So you need to have a way to prove it. So is there a recording? Is there a witness? Is there an email? If there isn't, create one. Send an email to the to the boss saying today this is what happened so that there's a record of that. What I don't like if I can avoid it is having a he said, she said type of a situation. So have a way to prove it. I'm always gonna ask that if you call me about harassment and say, I believe you 100%, but I need to be able to convince someone else that it's true, so show me how how we can prove it. And if you're not sure how to do that, I can help you with that as well. But yeah, if you can't deal with your boss because there's no one to deal with, it's a small company, let me deal with it at that point.
0: That brings up another question. You know, let's say that uh, you know you filed a harassment complaint. Decision was made that uh, well, you weren't harassed. It didn't rise to the level of harassment. Then what happens?
1: So remember what I said. An employer has to conduct a proper investigation. Sometimes that may mean bringing an outside investigator, someone that has expertise in these matters, to investigate and, and ask a lot of questions to find out. If, in fact, the company does a proper good-faith investigation and they determine there's no harassment, you'll have an opportunity to to respond and and to outline why maybe they're wrong, and they have to look into that. But ultimately, as long as the company did what it's supposed to, proper investigation, then you would think that they'd reach the right conclusion. So that's all I can say there. But if the company, on the other hand, conducted a wishy-washy investigation, they didn't really try, they didn't really care, they just wanted to kind of sweep it under the rug – Well, no, that's a breach of potentially several statutes that could be a constructive dismissal. If you gave them the opportunity to do this properly, to investigate your harassment and to rectify the situation and they didn't do it, call me and I can get you out of there, get you compensation, and you can move on to a much better place.
0: If there is workplace harassment, what is the legal recourse to that employee?
1: So... If if you are a victim of harassment and, and the company is not protecting you or not doing what it's supposed to to uh, to fix that issue, there could be recourse under human rights legislation. What you're, you're facing could be a human rights violation. It could be uh, a, a breach of the uh, Employment Standards Act, of the Occupational Health and Safety Act. It could be a constructive dismissal. You could be entitled to severance and. Other damages as well. So, so there's a number of, of sources of rights that you have and a, a number of heads of damages that are available to you if you're a victim of harassment because the law says it can happen. So if you're, if the employer drops the ball on that, then the law is going to penalize that employer because it doesn't want it to happen again. So never ever be afraid to stand up for your rights. The law and myself, we've got your back.
0: And what happens if, you know, the uh, the company's starting to get winded that there's something going on, maybe possibly workplace harassment, do they have to be proactive and nip in the bud ahead of time or, or, or just wait?
1: Absolutely. If a company becomes aware that there could be an issue, they have to, to deal with it. They can't wait for the official formal harassment complaint. If they hear rumors, if they see things, if they hear things, a company has to be proactive. They have to get in there and investigate and fix that issue. Uh, It's not good enough to say, hey, you never came to us and told us. Yeah, someone someone else told us, but not you. Doesn't work that way. A company cannot be willfully blind. They have to deal with it head on.
0: Let's assume for a minute that there was harassment. They've got the employee that was doing it. Can they just outright fire that person now?
1: Uh, well, if if the, the company finds that someone was uh, hara- was actually harassing someone else, yeah. they have to they have to deal with that and they have to discipline the person. Depending on the type of harassment, depending on uh, uh, you know what he or she did and how long they've worked there, they may be able to fire them for cause. Uh, but in many cases, remember what I said, John. Always, it's difficult to fire someone for cause. So, just because he engaged in conduct that could be considered harassment. It's not necessarily enough to fire the person. In some situations, what the company may have to do is uh, give them a warning and say, "If this, you know, here's what the expectations are. If you do something like this again, we'll fire you." Give them that opportunity, uh, and then if if things don't improve, then fire for for cause. Or the company can simply choose to say, "You know what? We don't want this person here anymore, but we don't want to deal with the termination for cause." We'll let them go without cause. We'll pay them severance and and we'll move on. Company can do that as well.
0: Let's get to an email here from Chip. says, "Guys, been working from home for the last three years. My boss just told me that I have to start coming into the office two, three times a week. Can he do that?
1: Well, we were chatting about this on an earlier show. If, in fact, he's only been working from home during COVID over the last three years, then, yeah, the company can say, let's go back now to the office. They can do that. On the other hand, if he was hired three years ago to work from home and he never worked in the office, then the company can't do that because that would be a significant change to the terms of employment. So you always want to ask yourself, is the company changing the terms of employment or are they going back to the way things were? If they're going back to the way things were, going back to the office, usually, usually they can do that. If they're for the first time telling you, you have to come in the office, no more working at home from you. For you, no, that that could be a constructive dismissal. That's not something you have to agree with and accept. So, yeah, uh, every situation has to be looked at that way.
0: Stan's email says, guys, myself, and six other colleagues just been let go because of cost-cutting. We all got about two weeks' pay for each year of service. Is that what the law is?
1: Gosh, no. And and it's oftentimes easy to think, well, if everyone got it, then it yeah. must be right. Well, you know, all these people got it, so the company must know what it's doing. No, no, no. Wrong, false, never believe that. It's not two weeks per year of service. You could be owed several months per year of service. Remember, it's based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So best thing you could do, grab your smartphone, Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, use the severance calculator, and see that you're owed a lot more than two weeks per year of service. Same thing for all our listeners. If you lose your job, guess what? You're owed a lot more than two weeks severance for every year of service.
0: And that'll just about do it for Wednesday. But, uh, hey, if you didn't get a chance to call in and get your email read or even have a chance to send one in, back in tomorrow, same time, 630. In the meantime, always reach out. Give yourself some peace of mind. Have that conversation with Lior and his team. 1-855-821-5900. That email address I just read from a few times. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that free anonymous website with access to the severance calculator. That's the beauty of it. That's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll see you tomorrow night right back here at 630 with another edition of the Employment Law Show.